regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. Public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Good Monday morning. Yes, good Monday morning to the 10 people that listen to this before 7 a.m. Because they exist. Only 10? Well, it posts at 3 a.m. and then by 7, there's at least 10. Well, I'm usually one of them then. Really? (laughs) Usually. I was going to say, what kind of coffee you guys have in? Coffee? Yes. None. Yeah, because you're going to go to sleep. No, really. I was going to ask you a truck driver question. Ask. I can't remember what it was. I'll try to answer it cannot remember what it was. Hey, and listen, to to the 50 people that listen before 10 o'clock Monday, because they're our most hardcore group, mm-hmm. why don't you guys share us on your social media? Do it for me, please. <laughs> Seriously. All right, we got a stack show of, of eclectic things today. This is not uniform, as always. We're going to fly by the seat of our pants. None of this, so you know, if you're listening to this and didn't know this already, we all have full-time jobs, and this is always by the seat of the pants. There is zero pre-planned except the order of which we will read these stories. That's it. Can everybody here attest to that and agree? Agree. Agreed. 100%. All right. Captain Reverse. You're, you're too big of a diva to let us organize it ahead of time. <laughs> that is you, you uh, my co-host, you have Captain Reverso, who never took the bull by the horns and tried to organize this. So I, no, I, he's I, never I, been proactive. I, 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 did, I did show notes, but you always changed them. And when you're looking at it, he's never, he's never really been proactive, you know, especially, you know what, I don't want to edit, so I'm not going to say what the joke I was going to say. Because I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. <laughs> All right. What do we have this evening? What's first up? Donald Trump gives, gives Joe Biden a new nickname. Is that it? That's it. Now you made the list. You should know. Oh, somebody is salty. That's cool. Some caramel with that salt over there. Yeah, go ahead and hit it, boo. You saw yesterday he had the cue card. He said, call this one. This is what she's going to ask, and here's the answer. They never did that with me in the White House, I can tell you. On Tuesday, Joe Biden officially announced that he will seek four more disastrous years. As you know, I've done very well against crooked Hillary Clinton. But today, I'm going to do this, and I think this could be maybe the most important part of what I'm going to say, because uh, this is going to be a major announcement. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? I will be retiring the name crooked from Hillary Clinton and her moniker. And I'm going to give her a new name, I don't know, like maybe Lovely Hillary or Beautiful Hillary. But I'm going to retire the name Crooked so that we can use the name for Joe Biden because he'll be known from now on as Crooked Joe Biden. That's weak. You don't like it? Uh, He could have came up with something better. He's old. You would think that Hillary would be very happy today. She'll be, I think she'll be, she's out there someplace celebrating. 
because there's never been anyone in the history of American politics so crooked or dishonest as Joe Biden. And the press absolutely refuses to report it. All that press back there. I love how he calls frankly, them out. They're just as crooked as he is, and they are. They're just as crooked. The choice in this election is now between strength and weakness, between success or failure, between safety or anarchy. I think so. You saw yesterday. Uh, so are you pretty happy that he's running again? Yeah, I am. It's just going to be. What is the nickname you would have came up with? I've got mine. I don't know about the thing, but crooked. He didn't even come up with it. He just rebranded it. That's weak. Odd God went with Chomo Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easy. What, what is what, what is Hunter calling in his text? Uh, Pedo Pete. Pedo Pete. There you go. That yeah. works for me. Pedo Pete's good too. He could let's, let's call him what his son calls him because his son yeah. probably knows him a little better than we do. Yeah. Or you could shorten it up from Chomo Joe to Chojo. Chomo Joe. Chomo, Chomo Joe. Yeah. Well, so you didn't like the Captain Verso does not like the new Nick Nats one. What about the what about the cameraman when when he's about, he's he's calling out the the, the crooked media? Oh, I've, can I've, you can you imagine being a cameraman for CNN? It's like, dude, I'm just I'm just running the camera. Oh no, I've seen some of the because even a lot of the the staff like that is is uh, they're hardcore commies as well not all of them but some of them because I've, I've read interviews with some of them then i've seen uh dialogue like text dialogue and stuff like that between some of the, the lower level staff members and they all support that that stuff but speaking of cnn i've got some really really <laughs> bad news i gotta get so, my bleep button ready it's so called it's so sad sometimes you know when you have a lemon you just make them up <laughs> 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 but uh anyway it's called, this is called What a Lemon. This this, this segment is going to be called What a Lemon. And I'm kind of sad about it, honestly, because it's on the Gateway Planet. <clears throat> Fake news, CNN blasts Don Lemon as a liar after firing. And so it was kind of amicable at first until Don opened his uh, penis holster that he calls a mouth. And uh, <laughs> CNN's Don Lemon was fired effectively immediately on Monday morning after 17 years at the network. Don Lemon was canned. Quote, I was informed this morning. I wish I could do his voice. Because he's always so incredulous. Isn't he canned every morning? (laughs) (laughs) I was informed. (laughs) That was a good one by you. I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. Lemon tweeted on Monday afternoon. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work that I have loved at the network. And remember, he was the one that was like yelling at people as his ratings dropped. So yeah. he's berating these women and they complained. And so CNN, uh, CNN's PR team followed up with the announcement a few minutes later, quote, CNN and Don have parted ways. Don will forever be a part of the CNN family. And we thank him for his contributions over the past 17 years. We wish him well and we'll be cheering him on his future endeavors. For See, about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> CNN's statement on Don Lemon contradicted Lemon's account of what actually happened. An hour later, CNN changes tune and blasted Don Lemon as a liar. And I that, thought he was family. That's a, that's a pot calling the, the Lemon black, right? <laughs> the Lemon is black. Uh, here's CNN's uh, response. Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. Bon voyage, biatch. The way I look at it, and here's the thing, bye Felicia. 
Yeah, and so I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but uh, the – hang on. Here we go. There it is. Uh, obviously – Everybody, if you turn on YouTube right now and you you look at any conservative content, everybody's like the real reason Tucker Carlson's fired by Fox. Don't really care. I like Tucker Carlson. Okay, I was, don't like watch him with any kind of regularity. He's he's decent. He's usually late on a lot of stuff, but uh, he, he's he's good. And so, I think that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. had the best summation, and I think it's the most accurate. And this is a, tr- a truth he, spoke, he posted on True Social, so it's not a tweet, it's a truth. Fox fires Tucker Carlson five days after he crosses the red line by acknowledging that the TV networks pushed a deadly and ineffective vaccine to please their pharma advertisers. Carlson's breathtakingly courageous April 19th monologue broke TV's two biggest rules. Tucker told the truth about how greedy pharma advertisers controlled TV news content, and he lambasted... Let's read that r- r- word... Obsequious newscasters for promoting jabs they knew to be lethal and worthless. For many years, Tucker has had the nation's biggest audience, averaging 3.5 million, 10 times the size of CNN. Fox just demonstrated the terrifying power of big pharma. And that's pretty much the long and short of, in my opinion, why he's not there. Did you see what his time slot did the first night he wasn't on? Bombed. Went from 3.5 to 2.6 million. I'm surprised they got that many. But. Well, I've heard that a lot of people didn't might not have yeah. known that he was fired and tuned in, yeah, uh, not knowing. Sure. And, and then, then I think the next night it went down even further, didn't it? I'm not sure. That'd be a safe ever. bet or yeah. farther, whichever the word may be. What about what? what he he said Big Pharma had something to do with it. What about BlackRock taking uh, majority control over uh, Fox? I'm not familiar. Yeah they they filed something. Uh, they were talking about it somewhere else. They filed with the that they own like forty five percent of Fox shares now, or forty five million Fox shares, or something. Mm. So they're, I guess, they're now majority owners. Interesting. And since that, uh, they took over. They might have pressured them out. Well, either way, either way, he'll he'll. I'm sure he'll continue. To, he'll wherever he lands and whatever he does, they're talking about what. No, it's 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 in there. Okay, it it separates. Uncle Thomas is asking about the SD card. I have the one that goes from my SD to the micro converter, so I can put it in my Mac. Gotcha. So it's like when somebody says they don't say their car, they say my BMW. Oh, we're going to restart the show. Why? Because yeah. you didn't oh, have the SD yeah. card. Yeah, one time uh, Buford, we, we we were blah 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 blah. We were like a good hour in. Yeah, I, I looked remember. over and the button was green. The button is supposed to be red <laughs> for record. Yeah. That stunk. Uh, but speaking of media personalities, have you guys seen this stuff? And I don't, again, I don't want to. I, I find like the the dramatic uh, angle of this these media personalities kind of distasteful. Not Tucker Carlson, but man, this this whole mess with Stephen Crowder. Have you seen any of this? I heard about it, some of it last night. Man, it is is raunchy, dude. So to do kind of a recap, a few months ago, I guess when his contract with the Blaze ran out. He was trying to. He, he was in negotiations with the Daily Wire and recorded mm-hmm. some of the phone calls, um, and he he basically attacked them. He attacked a lot of people, and I guess it flared up again over the last forty eight hours. And apparently, he's going through a divorce and said that Candace Owen was just trying to extort him. And man, it's just weird seeing these two personalities go back and forth in the media. But now. Footage has surfaced. Have you have you do you know about this? The 
With his wife? Yeah, so it's home security camera footage. Yeah, I wonder who released that. Yeah. Uh, they said who it was, part of her legal team, I guess. Yeah, but, hers. Yeah. I mean, did you watch the video, though? I haven't watched it, no. I, I, yeah, it's pretty disturbing, dude. Like, it it, it looked like the... Because he was, I mean, he was berating her to, on a level... Well, and again, like, man, it's it's hard for me to ascertain, but, dude, the 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 way you portray yourself. And because one of the things about it, man, he keeps talking about in Texas, she can legally file divorce against him. It, it's weird. It, it's very, it, it seems, and again, man, I'm armchair quarterback in here, but it seems very manipulative the way he keeps targeting the, the legal aspect of her being able to leave him without his permission, it seems like. But, man, it's... It ain't good, dude. What I saw, like, well, I, as far as I'm concerned, that's their personal life. We, it's none of our business. You know, it's. He, I mean, he brought it into the forefront when he accused Candace Owens of trying to extort him over his divorce. Well, you know what I mean? And so, it, it, either way, it's a, it's a, it, it'd be like, uh, like when Hulk Hogan was you know was recorded dropping the n bomb on a, a phone conversation. Like, yeah, that's it. That was his private phone call. But but once it's loose, it's loose. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and an opinion is going to be developed either way. And uh, yeah, that that footage is now that footage is out there and the, floating around. I, I'm I'm not too big of a fan of Candace Owens right now. Um, I'm not a big Candace Owens fan anyway. Yeah, she 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 went on Timcast and lambasted Stephen Crowder for recording this phone call with that guy from the Daily Wire, mm-hmm. and then I, I found out a couple week or two after that. After, after that show, that she recorded a call between her and uh, a comedian, uh, Nicole Arbor, or whatever her name is, mm-hmm. and uh, brought it up on her show. And, you know, she, here she is giving, wrecking Stephen Crowder over the coals over recording a private phone call and then bringing it up on her show, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. I don't know the whole situation. No, with, but, with Stephen Crowder, though, he used that phone call and, and dialogue from that phone call to sell a product to get people to sign up for his mug club. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why he, he dude, he, it was a ploy. It was all, some people are calling it a grift, but it was all a ploy to get all the, because the email signups and all that stuff, all that information belonged to the Blaze, and he wanted to, and I get it, like he wanted, it. there's there's a lot to it, but all, all that to say, that's why he recorded that guy's phone call. So now, like, not gay Jared and all these other people, which I think he's under an NDA, but some of the people are starting to speak out as how. What, what, I can't remember because I, 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 I didn't watch a whole lot of Stephen Crowder, but one of the co-hosts and maybe I need to get this for reverse. Dave Landau. Yeah, yeah. They, if they had the lights that if if Crowder hit the button, the light lights up, and that guy's did not talk. Like, hmm. I mean, he's that's him saying this. So like, and other people, other people that were on the show were saying similar things about how how much of a dick he became. And so, like, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it's Which he hasn't, I don't think he's even posted or done anything in, like, two weeks or something like that. But, yeah, it's not a good look for him. But And only because there's a lot of shakeup in the media is the only reason I brought it up. But, like, I do find it, uh, man, the way him and Candace Owens, or especially Candace Owens, is going after him in the media currently, it's just, it's not a good look, man. It's just... Yeah, like there's a lot more important things to be discussing going yeah, you're, on. You're 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 arguing. You're fighting with the wrong person. You know, uh, he's on our team. You know, let well, him take care of his stuff, and we need to. Yeah, get back yes to and it. no. I mean, dude. Again, 
seeing the way that guy carries himself, the, the, the public person, it's just like Hillary, a, a, per, a personal and private position or however it was. Like, dude, you, so uh, one example would be one of uh, Reverso's coworkers said to me once, he's like, oh, you'd really love this one transgender guy. He's a conservative. No, no, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it. I don't care if, if you lean politically to the right or you think you lean politically to the right and you say some things that I wouldn't agree with. But if you think, if you're a biological male that thinks you're a female or vice versa, like, we don't have any common ground. Like, that's something that I, I, I'm not going to get past. So, like, we don't need a token tranny. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to have a token... Gay guy or a token black guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and likewise with Steven Crowder, the, the same the same principle exists. That, dude, if, if you are what we saw in that video, I don't give a shit if you're conservative or not. You're not really on my team, per se. Like, dude, you suck. Like if that if that's how you yeah, carry I, yourself, I, and by all by all you know, the only evidence that we have to go by is that. I mean, it's I've never talked to my wife that way, right? Like I haven't heard it, but I can imagine. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty disturbing. If and, if you're pretty disturbed, it must be pretty pretty yeah. disturbing because. Well, I mean, he would, I mean, I, we could play it. It's like three minutes, but I don't, I don't like I said I don't even want to really get into this. But he uh, one of the things he was saying was. Uh, you know, discipline. He was talking to her about discipline. Di- like, you, you didn't have discipline and respect. Like, and he's sitting back smoking a cigar, by the way. Like, it, it's weird, man. Like, I don't know what the relationship was or was like before. It's weird, dude. That's all I can say. It was freaking weird. Yeah, and we, we don't know the whole story. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not excusing what he did or what he said or how he said it, but we don't know the whole story. And all we have is that three-minute clip. Well, no, we don't because the people that were on the show were basically corroborating bits and pieces right. of it. You know what I'm saying? Like the the guys that work with him for an extended amount of time were saying they saw not only saw semblances of this, but then they saw X, Y, and Z is what they experienced in his behavior pattern. Like, so it's not just that video. That video reinforces what they're saying and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying that that's all 100 percent accurate. The dude's a total scumbag, but all evidence. And that doesn't mean that he hasn't done good work in the past because he absolutely has. And it doesn't mean that he's not a good commentator as far as that goes. But as far as a human being, man, that's a, that's a really, really shitty way to be. I, I see what you're saying now. The scale is leaning. Absolutely. That way. Okay. And, gotcha. like, and that's the thing too, man. Like the guy not coming out and publicly addressing it, and I'm not recommending that he should. Uh, I'm sure they're trying to calculate how they're going to do any type of damage control. It's uh it's, it's weird, man. But I got something that's even more weird on warroom.org. Let's see here. Yeah, this is uh, the civil conflict in Sudan. This is a nice it's a nice little mess that they've created over here. This is by Natalie Winters on warroom.org. Sudan's Fauci DOD and CDC funded deadly pathogen research at Sudanese biolab seized by militants. Awesome. <clears throat> Sudan's National Public Health Laboratory. I mean, does any of this sound familiar at all? Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine. Whose recent seizure by militants has prompted warnings of causing a, quote, huge biological risk received financial and personnel support from U.S. government bodies, including the Department of Defense, CDC, and Dr. Anthony Fauci's National Institutes of Health Agency, War Room Can Reveal. The stunning revelation follows Nima Saeed Abid, the World Health Organization representative in Sudan, admitting the situation was, quote, extremely dangerous because... We have polio isolates in the lab. We have measles isolates in the lab. We have cholera isolates in the lab. U.S. federal funding has directly supported research conducted by researchers from the high-risk laboratory in cholera. 
quote, there is a huge biological risk associated with the occupation of the central public health health lab in Khartoum by one of the fighting parties, he added. The lab, which is based in the country's capital, Khartoum, is is a recipient of support from a variety of U.S. government agencies, including the Department of Defense, CDC, and United States Agency for Internal, I'm sorry, International Development. Doctor During Dr. Fauci's tenure as the NIH agency leader, he also allocated funds to support research involving scientists from the controversial laboratory. Why is the, the de- Department of Defense doing any funding? Operating in a, in a really... Uh, uh, Un, basically unregulated third world country without the knowledge of the public? That's a good question. Probably because they're crooks. Yeah. I would would hope that they're monitoring the situation very closely. And, you know, it, Who, it, who's the, monitoring the, it? The, the federal government or the, the U.S. government. Um, what would the, the, these factions of the U.S. government? Because these factions of the U.S. government that are supposed to be responsible for monitoring things like this are the ones that caused it. Yeah, I know. So, no, they're not monitoring yeah. crap. Sleepy Joe wants it to get out so they can have more mail-in ballots. I, I, I agree and disagree at the same time. Sleepy Joe wants to eat ice cream and, and molest children, in my opinion. His allegedly. handlers want it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, his handlers. <laughs> Because he doesn't know what he wants. He well, no, he, he, he does know what he wants. Yeah, he wants to ice cream. He, he wants he wants to eat ice cream and have a shower with his daughter. Yeah, if he could make her fourteen again, allegedly. So, yeah, why, why not? I mean, you've got secure places in America, you know, to to do research like that. Why not do it there? My question is, why does research yeah. like this, the gain of function research, really need to be done? Because it doesn't. Well, yeah, I, I agree, it, but I've, I've also heard reasons that it might be going on is to preemptively have um, information if our adversaries do gain a function research. You understand what I'm saying? So if, if, if our adversaries are developing chemical weapons or uh, biological weapons, we already have a one leg up on the research to help combat that. If they so really, if under, they release under it the, the current rules aren't biological weapons, they're illegal. It's a well, yeah. So, but number, so is invading your your, your that, neighbors. Sure. That so that's number one. But number two, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But the problem with that is, is that our biggest adversary right now is China, and that's mm-hmm. who we were in bed with developing these types of things and doing this type of research in the lab where coronavirus escaped from. So, no, we and that's the thing. The taxpayer should have far more input and far more knowledge on what we do on the happenings of things like this, that this shouldn't be occurring. Like mm-hmm. do nobody dude, the general population had no clue that the U S government was funding at, at, at the whim of the highest paid bureaucrat and in, in the entirety of the federal government was doing that in Wuhan, China. And then what happens? And again, it could have been far more lethal than what it was. I mean, my personal opinion is still it, it was then it was then and it is still that number one that it was strategically released to, to assist in getting Trump out of office. They were so desperate to get that guy out. And if that sounds conspiratorial, so be it. But I've thought it the whole time, and I I feel very confident that that that, that was a strategic release. So I'll go you one farther. Uh, <clears throat> I think that. There's a lot of people that I've heard say over the years that the older generation needs to be mm-hmm. unalived. 
those that that voter voting base and all that stuff. Sure. What part of our population was mostly affected by COVID? The older, the elderly. Uh, sure. But, I mean, we, we could get off on this subject for a, a long amount of time, and we can get a coronavirus strike, which has already happened by this point. Um, I agree. I agree. The problem with that is, though, in my opinion, in the, the data that I've read, I think that more elderly people – well, no, that's not fair – I think younger people had more adverse reaction to the to the vaccine itself. Um, I, I, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, that 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 could have been a potential motivation, but either way, they needed to cause chaos that he couldn't control, and they did just that without it being lethal to the degree that 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 many people died. I, I still don't think the official numbers are even anywhere remotely close to legitimate. And right. even a lot of these Democrats back then that were championing, you know, not championing, but that were touting the legitimacy of those numbers now disagree with that they were doing that wrong because everybody heard the stories of a gunshot victim caused a death coronavirus. Like they were mm, attaching yeah. that to everything. For Car wreck yeah. victims. And so that happened. Like the, there was plenty of real examples of that. And so, because it wasn't just gunshot, it, it was heart, anything heart-related, X, Y, and Z, but even Phil Valentine, conservative commentator here in our region, so they, they put him on, and plenty of doctors have testified to, to, to the fact since, and, it, and it, that the, I'm, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, I always do the remisdivir, or how does it? Yeah, I know That and the ventilator. That was a death sentence as opposed to, like we've talked about so many times, just to ensure that we get a COVID strike uh, or a COVID notation on this episode. Uh, I Like a badge of honor. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree. But uh, Phil Valentine could have been saved with easily. And, you know, Reverso has personal experience with it. Buford, me, a multitude of our listeners, people that listen to the show. It, it, yeah, dude. Ivermectin. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. We've, we've used it. Yeah. So, there you go. And his mother was on a ventilator, or on yeah. the brink of being on a ventilator, until she was, and it, uh, it, you know, on behind the scenes, slipped some ivermectin, and she's out of the hospital, what, the next day? Three days. Three days. And talking about Uncle Phil, wasn't he, wasn't he infected by one of his sons who was mm-hmm. vaccinated? I believe that's correct. I, I, think, that's, I think that's what I remember hearing. His, yeah. One of his sons went to a wedding, where everybody was supposed to be vaccinated mm-hmm. and brought it yes. back. and yeah, Because at that time, they were saying the vaccine, yeah. w- w- you couldn't stop, that it would stop yeah. transmission, and then that changed. Right. Yeah. And so the, the, the effectiveness levels consistently dropped and w- over, I'd say, a six-month period until it was basically, oh, it'll keep you from dying. Yeah. Which is absolutely ridiculous. What, what that None of it made any sense. And again... When you're saying that, don't they monitor this? This would be the type of freaking incompetence and corruption that would be monitoring something like this. This is that's all they're good at. They are only good at screwing shit up. That's all they do. That's the third time I've dropped the S bomb. I'm gonna have to edit that. <laughs> no, you don't. Where's that bleep button? There you go. Yeah. So anyway, the it, it, that is concerning. And here's what's even more concerning than that. How many other third world places across the globe and places we've never even fathomed have this same thing going on? Oh, yeah. yeah. How many labs do we have in the 
in the Philippines hidden in the jungle or something. Absolutely. You know, hell, they probably got one on, on, uh, uh, Iwo Jima hidden in the cave somewhere where the Japanese were hiding. Well, just so we can't see it. Remember last week when we talked about the child trafficking at the border? Yeah. That blew up this week. This is on Breitbart. Do people want to hear me read again? Sure. Josh Howley calls on FBI to launch full-scale probe and 85,000 migrant children missing on Joe Biden's watch. There's another thing yesterday where he, there are some children, he's like, one of the one of them was asking, I asked something about the White House. Oh, come on, I'll show you in the White House. What we, what we need to do is get a piece of their clothing, put a leash on Joe, let him get a whiff of it, and <laughs> <laughs> he'll oh, yeah. find them for us. I think he would. <laughs> Senator Josh, Tell ice cream there, too. Senator Josh Howley is calling on the Federal Bureau of Investigation to launch a full-scale investigation into the whereabouts of 85,000 migrant children who have been released into the United States under President Joe Biden, but whom the Department of Health and Human Services has lost all contact with. Since Biden took... What's that? That's insane. Since Biden took office, HHS officials have lost contact with some 85,000 unaccompanied alien children released to adult sponsors after arriving at the U.S.-Mexico border. At the same time, Biden officials have reportedly ignored warnings that many UACs are ending up in a widespread labor trafficking pipeline as well as sex trafficking, from which they most likely allegedly benefit. What what is a UAC? Unaccompanied minor. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Unaccompanied alien child. So... Okay. Um, but remember, the Health and Human Services, they're preoccupied with the, the secretary, the, the man that pretends to be a female, talking about gender-affirming care being life or death. This, not life or death, quote-unquote, gender-affirming care, mutilating your genitals. And it, it's a nuanced subject. That's true. On Friday, Howley wrote a letter to FBI Director Chris Wray urging him to launch an investigation into missing UACs as well as their adult sponsors who are holding them in modern-day slavery. Some 345,000 children have come across the border unaccompanied since early 2021, Howley writes. We now know tens of thousands of these children have been caught up in a massive child smuggling and child labor operation. I am sure you have seen recent reports in the New York Times that HHS has lost touch with as many as 85,000 migrant children. Thousands of these children are now the prey of child, child labor criminals. The Biden administration is morally responsible for their fate. The president lifted Title 42 restrictions on unaccompanied children in early 2021. Reporting reveals that HHS loosened vetting processes for sponsors and retaliated against whistleblowers who raised these concerns. As a result, thousands of children have been handed over to modern-day slave traders. They are forced into factory work under punishing conditions. They are forced to make auto parts, process meat in slaughterhouses, and re-roof homes. They are denied food, education, and sometimes fear for their lives. They suffer sexual violence. In a country that claims to value the rule of law and the protection of children, this is unconscionable. In response to the scandal, Howley wrote, the FBI must mount a full-scale effort to locate these missing children and to bring bring justice to the criminals who are holding them in modern-day slavery. The FBI must also investigate HHS and the Department of Homeland Security, which will never happen, by the way, for their role in facilitating the exploitation of these children in violation of the law, he continued. <clears throat> this week, during a House Homeland Security subcommittee hearing hosted by Tim McClintock, an HHS whistleblower detailed how the federal government acts as a middleman for the multi-billion dollar trafficking operation. Let's go ahead and listen there real quick. I don't know how long that is. Hey. 
Children will work overnight shifts at slaughterhouses, factories, restaurants to pay their debts to smugglers and traffickers. Today, children will be sold for sex. Today, children will call a hotline to report they are being abused, neglected, and trafficked. And we don't know if they're going to get the help they need. For nearly a decade, unaccompanied children have been suffering in the shadows. And I have to confess, I knew nothing about their suffering until 2021 when I volunteered to help the Biden administration with the crisis at the southern border. As part of Operation Artemis, I was deployed to the Pomona Fairplex Emergency Intake Site in California to help HHS, Office of Refugee Resettlement, reunite children with sponsors in the United States. I thought I was going to help place children in loving homes. Instead, I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country, smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when ORR delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations. Some sponsors view children as commodities and assets to be used for earning income. This is why we are witnessing an explosion of labor trafficking. Now, whether it's intentional or not, it could be argued that the United States government has become the middleman in a large-scale, multi-billion-dollar child trafficking operation that is run by bad actors seeking to profit off of the lives of children. That was loud. Sorry, I can edit that out. Uh, so, whether that was intentional or not, I, w- I would wager 100%. and contend that yes, it is intentional. But how rich is it, dude? Here, you know, when you have them lambasting everybody about you know slavery and reparations and this that and the other, knowing that they're completely and totally, especially the governor of California, uh, how involved they are in, in all of this, because that this is modern day child slave labor occurring in the United States at the behest of the controlling administration. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, which one of the comments on Breitbart is those 85,000 kids will supply a lot of adrenochrome to the elites. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So maybe that's why they were mad that they said Trump had them in cages. They just wanted them out working and doing everything for them. They wanted to harvest them. Yeah. Free-range adrenochrome, yeah. is that the, what yeah. they wanted? Uh, it's, it's, it's just not funny to me, dude. It's just so bad. It's It's so sick. But yeah, they. Uh, I mean, th- there's truth to that. Yeah, they 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 did not want control at the border. They wanted wanton ca- level chaos, and that's what that's what they've done this for. And a lot of people think, oh, you know, they'll get them to, to change the, the the voting over time, change change the face of our country for voting. I think that is part of it, but I think that the exploitative aspect of it is far more crucial to them than anything else. And I also think that. Like I said before, and we're not going to delve way into it on like we did last week, but and have in the past. But I, I think that elite level politicians that look, man, like the comment just said, like, "Hey, I was leaving it at that, man. I ain't the only one." Those eighty-five thousand kids will supply a lot of it during the chrome to the elites. So, um. Which one? One of the other says yet yeah, the article sanitizes this invading army, quantifying the "quote unquote" children as seventeen to eighteen year old males. I've seen far, 
I've seen infants and toddlers drugged, footage of them being drug, drugged and, and uh, brought across the border by coyotes who are not their, their parents. We've seen that. Yeah, we do. And it's extremely, extremely disturbing. It's heartbreaking. It's gut-wrenching. And that's more along the lines of what she, that whistleblower is talking about. That whistleblower is not talking about 78-year-olds. Again, plenty of those are coming over here, sure, mm-hmm. from more than just South America. You've got Iranians, Chinese, uh, Pakistanis, you know, a wide variety from the Middle East and Asia. So I I just, I think that certain high-level elites benefit in a multitude away from this, and some, some of them would be the worst possible thing you could think of, I think. So, and, th- and man, think about it, dude. And I know we're, we're, we're beating a, a, a dead horse here, but because I, I asked recently on a show, I asked, you know, if, if I grow up and sniff your kid, that's, that's going to be addressed in, instantaneously, is it not? Yes, like, it is. Like, yeah. yet this dude has sniffed more kids than you could ever count, made b- b- amount of people you could never even quantify, completely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If, if by nothing else, just watching it, because how uncomfortable are you, are you watching this creepy bastard sniff children? Ah, nobody says a word to him. He's keep on sniffing. Get your sniff on. So remember, even like I think like uh, maybe it was Oprah or whatever. Whenever uh, the women were complaining about the touching and the sniffing, and he actually, I'm going to work better to not sniff people. Remember this? This happened. Yeah. Which I mean, obviously Joe Biden can't. He has almost no control over his devices. He's routinely lost and confused. He can't remember that he committed himself to stop sniffing. He probably never meant it anyway, but I digress. I think I mean, that, does he just like the smell or is he is he searching for the one? I mean, what, what's he doing? Uh, reminiscing. I don't even think it's that. I look, dude. People are gonna be like, man, you're, you're an idiot. But whatever. Here's the thing. <laughs> the dude showered with his daughter because mm-hmm. he's a pervert. He allegedly skinny dipped in front of a female secret service agent because he's a pervert. He allegedly raped Tara Reed, digitally, quote unquote, digitally penetrated Tara Reed because he's a pervert and he's a predator. He's an absolute, as far as perverts go, he's an apex predator his whole career. He's a freaking predator pervert. He's sniffing kids because he's a predator pervert. He's like a wolf, like... He's a predator. He enjoys sniffing children. And, dude, a pervert like that can probably smell their uncomfort and fear. He's a he's a high-level pervert, dude. He's well, an extreme pervert. Look at his kid, dude. Yeah. Well, you think his kid got that way because he's not a pervert? He's a high-level pervert that enjoys smelling frightened children. He's like Gargamel from the Smurfs, dude. <laughs> he's horrible. He's uh, His son calls him Pedo Joe or Pe- Pedo Pete, Pete for a reason. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. And I, I would not put it out of the realm of possibility. I would say that it's uh, grossly within the realm of possibility that Joe yeah. Biden molested Hunter Biden. Uh, I thought you were going to say they're molesting kids together. I don't. But hey, it's possible because Hunter Biden was sending porn to Pedo Pete. That's that was on the laptop. So you tell me that why is he sniffing kids? Because he's a predator. Because he's a wolf in wolf's clothing. Well, now he's a wolf in a senile old man's clothing. He's still a wolf, dude. Well, I mean, 
that level of perversion, man, it, it, that will be untamed till the day that bastard dies. Not to be that, but. So there's your unaccompanied minor whistleblower story. Covered. Done. Moving on. <laughs> a little more lighthearted, which I got something bad after this too, but uh, it'll be long-winded. Sorry. But the adults are back in charge. So bust out Kamala with the uh, word salad. I'd say Kamala time. This is beautiful. This is an, this is absolute standard. Well, the first one above it was a a pretty good one too. Oh, where they're blaming Trump for the border? Yeah, yeah go ahead and hit that one then. In less than three weeks, uh, Title Forty Two will expire, and already there is reports that there is thousands of migrants waiting at the border. We also have reports that the CBP One app is not working, and according to the U.S. Customs, they are expecting at least ten thousand migrants every day at the border. How are you getting ready for that? So, you probably know that under the prior administration, they essentially dismantled the system. It and broke it. Can you pause and that? We have been. There was no comprehensive system. Like the system would have had to been in place and exist to be broken to begin with. That's like saying you lost a tooth when you never had a tooth come in when as a child. Like that doesn't even make any yeah. sense. It's it's like you broke your third arm that you never had because you have two arms. Oh. Unless arms are on a spectrum and then I can have as many <laughs> as we want. Good point. Since we came in office attempting to fix it in a number of ways, which includes more judges, more personnel, making sure that we secure the border, but that we have also an immigration system that is fair and humane. And when we think about the lifting of Title 42, that priority is going to continue. Fair and humane translation. We will have zero parameters in place to turn anyone away. Fair and humane means we're going to let everybody across so that we can do whatever we want. That's what that right. means. And I, that right. woman's voice is so detestable. Well, here comes the word salad. All right. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. And to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. So... She has no idea what she was... She looks like she's so wasted that... Oh, she's pilled out. Yeah, she's, I mean, I she, again, man, I don't know a lot about drugs, but and so I don't know what specific kind of pills she's on, but she's on pills. And they're not very good. No, I would object. I think they're great because oh, she came up with that masterpiece. Like, that was poetic, right? Top shelf stuff right there. I want to hear it again. Go right. for it. Hey, hold on, pause. If anybody can make sense, I mean, I will give you $100. Tell, tell, me, what she, tell me what the hell this means, and I'll give you $100. And you can email us, and, and call we'll give us. give you a T-shirt. Yeah, if you can tell me what the hell this meant, you, you win something because I have no, I literally, like, no idea what that meant. So play it again. We'll give you one more chance. I think it's very important. You guys are eligible. As you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future. 
I have to imagine that, that she was proud of herself after she, she said that, but she would be the only one. Because the people in attendance, they or uh, even yeah, they don't even know what to do. As idiotic as they are for even being there, well, they're dumber for having been there than they already were. I guarantee you that, uh, if it's possible. I want to see him take the signs and like move them slowly over with her face. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to be, yeah. they don't want to be seen. I mean, somewhere there's, there's some aliens sitting around a receiver that received this message, and they're, they're looking at each other like, what the hell did she just say? We're not going down there. Scratch, no. scratch those plans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. E-break, U-turn. I mean, we got the Hitler transmissions years ago. We, we kind of understood that, but th- this makes no, absolutely no sense. It was a Jewish guy. Did yeah. you get his joke? <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke from the movie Contact. Remember it, that? Have you seen uh, Contact? No, I think he's a. Uh, I think he's a. It's, it, it's getting anti-Semitic. I, th- no. I think he might be part of the Anzov Battalion. No. In, in in the movie Contact, they receive a message. Nobody's ever heard uh, of this movie. Th- Contact. With, uh, what Matthew the hell is even that? And, 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 uh, You're L- talking about Dazed and Confused. No, I'm not Dazed and Confused. No, the movie with Matthew McConaughey. No, no. Anyways, they receive a message from space, and the message once they decoded is the. Hitler speech that was trans the first uh, televised Hitler sp- Hitler speech or whatever that was transmitted into space. They thought the aliens were sending it back to him as a message. That was a joke. That was great, good joke. I thought you brought if, me on for movie references, man. Come if, on. if you laugh, you can also hear this joke. <laughs> <laughs> e- email us. <laughs> All righty then. If you've seen Contact, email us and tell us you got the joke. Nobody's ever heard of that movie. It's a good movie. Have you heard of that movie? No, I haven't. First Contact, Star no, Trek. N- no, just Contact. Contact. First Contact's a good movie, too. I don't want to do this, but I do. It's, good. it's not super long. We've, we've I, James Howard Kunstler. We've used some of his work before. I don't know. I'm not, it's it's Kunstler.com, Cluster F Nation. So this is like a blog thing that he does, and it's really good. And I will, I, will, I will make this make sense. <clears throat> so let me just read this real quick. Because we've read some of his stuff before, or I, I've read some of his stuff before. And uh, it's really good. So, quote, when we see, uh, on war, on war. Uh, I'm sorry. On war and wars is the name of this piece. <clears throat> quote, when we see the truth tellers who are the stars of their organizations jettisoned, Tucker Carlson from Fox News, Matt Taibbi from Rolling Stone, Glenn Greenwald from The Intercept, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, we must face the fact that there is an organized conspiracy to suppress truth. And that is Paul Craig Roberts' quote. The weird part the news media isn't telling you about World War III is that America's main enemy is this in the... In the struggle. I think I just had a stroke. In this struggle is the U.S. government itself. America is looking like that crazy person on the street punching himself in the head. How else do you explain this epic act of national self-destruction? The Joe Biden regime is standing up for, quote, standing up for our democracy by trying to silence all in any public speech about what it does in the world and how it treats its own citizens. Meanwhile, the entire scaffold of American life crumbles and you are supposed to not notice it's happening. The funny part is that the Democratic Party thinks this is an election strategy. The funniest part of that funny part is that we bother holding elections at all. 
you understand Joe Biden is only pretending to run for president again in the same way that he's only pretended to be president for the past two years. Are we to believe, for instance, that the old zombie has become a fervent Maoist or that he follows any known structural political philosophy at all other than cashing checks from favor seekers from all over the world? Joe Biden is pretending to run no matter how preposterous it seems because his handlers know that only a titanic pretense of political strength can stave off the reveal of his family's awesome criminality and the fall of everyone hitched to that broke-down wagon. So much for the funny stuff. Things are getting to the point where we've stopped laughing. It's only a question now of how the calamity rolls out. There are so many more parts to our national fiasco, they are all out of hand in the most disastrous way. Ukraine project is a big part. It was prodigiously stupid to provoke a war at Russia's doorstep and the side we backed, the Nazi, speaking of the <laughs> Nazi Zelensky regime, has already lost. You don't know it because the American news business is a joke on the American public. It reports nothing honestly. Ukraine is the last in a string of hapless military adventures that has exhausted America's credibility in the world, especially as regards our, to our military superiority. There will be many unexpected consequences of the Ukraine screw-up, One will be the crack-up of NATO, which will only have been a false front of American military power. Germany couldn't fight its way out of a duffel bag with what it's got, and it's supposedly Europe's leading economic power. The sad truth is that it will stop being any kind of power without the cheap Russian nat gas it was running on, and later this year Germany will be in a panic to try to restore its horribly damaged trade relations with Russia to get that gas. Since NATO's essential mission is to oppose Russia on everything— That will be the end of NATO. Europe will return to what it has been, a a region of squabbing national interests. Let's hope Europe does not become, again, the slaughterhouse it was in the last century. The failure of the Ukraine project could easily stimulate a collapse in Europe's banking system, which would instantly spread to America's banking system as obligations dissolve and payments stop. The net effect of all that will be the vanishing of a whole lot of capital, including the money in bank accounts, the money invested in stocks and bonds, the money lodged in pension plans, and the money controlled by insurance companies. As I've mentioned before, it's worth repeating. You can go broke two ways. You can have no money, or you can have money that's worthless. We've been steadily following the latter path through the Joe Biden years, but we're close to simply not having money at all. Being broke will get Americans' attention. And the first place they'll look is the party in power. Multiple scandals have finally caught up to Joe Biden and are escaping the formidable suppression apparatus erected by the deep state's legal department. Attorney General Merrick Garland himself is now directly implicated in obstruction of justice by an IRS whistleblower. The allegation is that Mr. Garland interfered in the case against Hunter Biden in the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office and lied about it to Congress. On top of that comes a new allegation with hard documentary evidence, testimony by former acting CIA Director Mike Morrell, the Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan arranged as Biden campaign officials in 2020 for 51 intel officers, including five retired CIA directors, to sign a phony letter denouncing the Hunter Biden laptop as Russian disinformation project, knowing it to be untrue. A case can be made for that amounting to election interference, absolutely. <clears throat> All that is fairly fresh news. For many months, it's been known that Rep. James Comer Chair of the House Oversight Committee has possession of bank records that show more than 100 instances of the decanting of millions of dollars from foreign lands into various Biden family accounts. Doesn't look good, looks impeachable. On top of all that, observers are reporting that more than 10,000 illegal immigrants a day will be crossing into the USA from Mexico in the weeks ahead. 
Alejandro Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security, and Mr. Blinken's State Department have made arrangements with international NGOs working through the UN to systematically conduct these immigrants across the border, furnishing them with pre-cooked phony asylum documents. This week, Senator Cory Booker and Rep. I can never say her name right. Ramila Jayapal from Washington State introduced legislation to allow unrestricted immigration to any persons claiming to be. Any, any guesses? OBGTQ refugees. LGBTQ. Oh. Co-sponsors of the bill include Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. How is this any... How is any of this a re-election strategy? It's not. If these matters were adjudicated, it will be a civil war strategy. That being said, I wanted to tie that in to this. This is on Twitter. And actually, this will, well, I'll let it be what it's going to be. This is uh, U.S. Rep. Jill Takuda from Hawaii. So uh, this is her tweet. I spoke on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives to congratulate Sasha Colby. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want to read the rest of it. I'll just let you hear it. This is the most preposterous thing. And this, this is where we're at. Are you ready, Uncle Thomas? I think so. I don't think you are. But here we go. Probably not. I rise today to congratulate Hawaii-born Sasha Keikaoha, more famously known as Sasha Colby, on being crowned the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15. I am so proud that a fellow Windward girl hailing from the homesteads of Waimanalo has earned the title of America's Next Drag Star. From the very beginning of the competition, Sasha, a seasoned drag legend, drew upon her ethnic heritage and childhood trauma as sources of inspiration for her performances. Throughout Drag Race, she authentically represented her, Hawaii, her Hawaiian culture, talking about the legacy she's building for our home state and about being mahu. In ancient Hawaiian days, mahu were considered extraordinary individuals of male and female spirit who brought their healing powers to Oahu from Tahiti. Today, trans people are among the most revered members in the Hawaiian community. Amidst ongoing attacks on our LGBTQ plus rights that particularly target trans people and drag queens, her win is not only well-deserved, it gives us all hope. Congratulations to Sasha Colby. You are a leader, you are a proud mahu, and every drag queen's favorite drag queen. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I yield back. What the hell was that? We are all literally dumber for having heard that. That was the intro to this weekend. Idiot Crossroads and Confused Moron Pervert Democrat Nutjob Wackos. It's a legacy amongst like, the, I don't know, with the Mahu or whatever what she said. No, I, they're not. Them people would... Have already eradicated these people. <laughs> they would be done. They would have been at the stake burning. Uh, they would or, have been on a spit in burning. The, in the they would look like the pig on the spit yeah, with they, the apple in its mouth. They would have been in the volcano or something. Yeah, dude. The uh, <laughs> the revered legacy of the transgender in Hawaii. Yeah, that's. I'm glad as a taxpayer, you know, that this is what we're paying for is this, which there doesn't seem to be the chamber is very empty. So she yeah. was doing this for what looks to be a crowd of about eight people. It's 
uh, which is still absolutely preposterous. That what I think that the bulk of the country, by and large, feels is that number one, the way it was originally intended was not for Congress to be in session, you know, three hundred days out of the year. It was meant to be a one once, maybe twice a year, at a very limited. You're supposed to be spending time amongst your constituents that you mm-hmm. represent, not being in Washington around these other bureaucrat piece of crap politicians year round. And and you had your own uh, uh, career or absolutely a, a yes, farm or, yes, or absolutely you're a, a a mason or yeah, whatever. So, so if you were taking uh, Ocasio Cortez as an example, you would still be bartending because this would not be a lucrative thing for corruption. Right. But the problem with that is, is that the people haven't held them accountable, and the government through um, its entire uh, propaganda apparatus of the mainstream media movie, everything has made it a taboo thing to even suggest or even remotely talk about holding these people responsible at any level, not threatening violence or anything like that. But people are led to believe these people get to do whatever they want with zero repercussions. How many times you've heard people Buford being one of the examples um, and reversal as well, like, Oh, nothing's going to happen. Well, it's only because people have been conditioned collectively to think nothing's going to happen as long as we continue to think that things are not going to happen. Dumb like this mm-hmm. is going to continue to happen. That was a self-edit, by the right. way. Right, and, and to, to, to expand upon that, too, the the changing the state senators from being elected by the, the, the legislature of the states or appointed by the legislature, legislature of the state into a popularity contest, if a senator had gotten up there and done that 150 years ago, the state would have brought them back kick them to the door and put somebody else in their place. Yes. Yes. And which, I mean, obviously a lot more than that would happen, but no, I totally agree. But outside of the, how preposterous it is that any, none of that, literally none of that is true. And, and Matt Walsh did a, a, a good piece on the whole two spirit nonsense. Like that, I don't know what you're talking about, where that comes from. Like that, that's not a thing. Like, whatever superstitious thing that you did back then. See, meanwhile, they'll call Jesus Christ fiction and a multitude of other things that it's make-believe man in the sky. But this, to to make the stretch of something about some weird tribal thing that didn't even equate to transgenderism anyway, about two-spirit male and female. Right. You find me, an Indian or Hawaiian or whoever, that cut their penis off and said they were a female... And I'll kiss your ass because it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can take the two spirit. Like, and these people repeat that as if it's true. That that's not even a thing. That's not even real. A two, whatever two spirit nonsense you're talking about was not someone mutilating their genitals and identifying as the opposite biological sex. Is it? No. I mean, just just by hearing it, I would think that the the two spirit thing would be like you and your spirit animal. The two spirits, that, that that's what it Which was. is still dumb. I know, but it, when you what think... What is you your Ameri- spirit animal? I don't have a clue. You, you, you've thought about this, I can tell. <laughs> Reverso. He, what, what is his spirit animal? I don't know. I just saw you look at his body <laughs> in a kind of a lustful way. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, fine. Your spirit animal is a lemming. No, it's a lemur. Your spirit animal is a lemur. A lemur, huh? Not you, Reverso. I mean, you're just like a three-toed sloth. You're a sloth. You like that? How is that it for an insult? <laughs> you're a sloth. You're a sloth. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Probably not. No. 
okay, let's move next to Citizen Free Press. And I thought when I said, because the way Citizen Free Press works is an aggregate site, so he doesn't always put the headlines in there. And it said, keep it away from kids, Kevin Bacon. And I thought that maybe... I thought it was going to go in a good way. Saying? thought it was going to go a good way. I did. Did you? Yeah. When I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I thought Kevin Bacon might be one of the... I read what the t-shirt said. Yeah, and I should have known, because Kevin Bacon is a creepy weirdo. And speaking of movies that nobody's ever seen... uh, the movie Sleepers with Kevin Bacon in it. Anybody? No. It's a it's awesome, uh, but basically what it is, uh, these four kids in New York live in Hell's Kitchen and they uh, play a prank and they end up killing some guy and they get sent to a boys' home in upstate New York and ke- there's uh, four guards that are messed up and Kevin Bacon's kind of the leader of the ring and he he molests two of them and then they become gangsters as adults and they come back and they actually run into him in a bar in New York and then they kill him and it's pretty badass it's got one of the best lines of, of all time guy says what do you want from me and the dude responds he says what I've always wanted to watch you die <laughs> <laughs> and then he shoots him it's pretty bad uh, but anyways so that that pretty much uh, I get that that was a character that Kevin Bacon was playing but that's what I think of Kevin Bacon especially after seeing this he is no like he is that character in real life in my opinion that's, I mean, that's how I view him. He is not the dude from Footloose. Is he? No. I didn't think so either. What, what about uh, um, Tremors? Yeah. That, that's where I remember Kevin Bacon. He, uh, so yeah, this is him and I guess this is his wife. Let's see. They're dancing. And it says, Kevin Bacon has a message for people who want to ban drag. As they get close to the camera, you can see, and there's like a, I guess it's a drag queen on his sh- their shirts. They're matching, and it says, drag is an art, drag is a right. You want to see the video? Yeah, I just watched it. Oh, you want me to play it? Yeah, sure, go ahead. And I my side of the street clean. You That was them dancing. That was the music they were dancing to uh, in their tweet. So I know that you enjoyed that. Is yeah. that what for music these days? It, it unfortunately, yes. <laughs> it is. My music sounds like this. <laughs> He's a fag. That's how we get down. So that brings us to the National Library of Medicine. In a study, so you know, drags are right, tranny this, tranny that, gay, bi, LGBTQ plus nine, P, I, A, A, X, Y, Z. Long-term follow-up transsexual persons undergoing sex reassignment surgery cohort study in Sweden. So this is real stuff. This is the goods. <clears throat> the treatment for transsexualism is sex reassignment. So I'm reading the study itself. So I'm going to go through the first little bit of this because it's extremely long. And, you know, I do understand all of this, all the scientific jargon. I'm totally on board with, but I won't bore you guys with it. I'll get the good parts. <clears throat> the treatment for transsexualism is a sex reassignment, including hormonal treatment and surgery aimed at making the person's body as congruent with the opposite sex as possible. There is a dearth of long-term follow-up studies after a sex reassignment. Objective, to estimate mortality, morbidity, and criminal rate after a surgical sex reassignment of transsexual persons. Design a population-based match cohort study setting Sweden 1973 through 2003. Participants, all 324 sex reassigned persons, 
191 male to female, 133 female to male in Sweden, 73 to 03. Random population controls 10 to 1 were matched by birth year and birth sex or reassignment final sex, respectively. Main outcome measures, hazard ratios with 95% confidence intervals for mortality and psychiatric morbidity were obtained with Cox recognition models, which were adjusted for immigrant status and psychiatric morbidity prior to sex reassignment. Results. The overall mortality for sex reassigned persons was higher during follow-up than for controls of the same birth sex, particularly, particularly, say that, particularly, particularly, there death you. from suicide. Death from suicide. So sex reassigned persons also had an increased risk for suicide attempts in psychiatric inpatient care. Comparisons with controlled match on reassigned sex yielded similar results. Females to males, but not male to females, had a higher risk for criminal convictions and then respective birth sex controls. Female to males, but not male to female, had a higher... That's odd. <clears throat> Conclusions. Persons with transsexualism after sex reassignment have consider considerably higher risks for mortality, suicidal behavior, and psychiatric morbidity than the general population. Our findings suggest that sex reassignment, although alleviating gender dysphoria, may not suffice as treatment for transsexualism and should inspire improved psychi psychiatric and somatic care after sex reassignment for this patient group. So this ended in 2003, long before this became a red-hot flaming trend which just literally happened within the last, I'd say, two years and then ramped up like the last two months. Mm -hmm. It's gotten really re ridiculous in the media cycle. And, and one of the reasons that that is is because that piece that I read a minute ago the, on war, wars and wars, they would like to distract you from all the things that are really going on with this nonsense. So, like, because this is so outlandish, it tends to capture people's attention so they can debate, like the whole Bud Light thing. While it's it's entertaining and it, it's worth talking about, but it also just like with the Candace Owens, uh, what's his name, Steve Crowder. Crowder. Yeah, like that. Like, dude, it's 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 compelling and it's interesting and it's dramatic, but there's no substance there. This is not important in the big scheme of things, and this by design is the same way. It's fixating on crazy people that need that need help. And promoting all for a reason of distraction, in my opinion. This is all by design. But here you have the hard data for anybody that ever wanted to argue as far as what, because like the, the, uh, you see the, uh, kids that try to debate some of the, uh, conservative speakers at these schools on this issue. Oh, this, you can Google this study. You can Google that. It's a Google, 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 Google. That's the answer to everything because Google's results cannot be skewed whatsoever and that, that data cannot be manipulated. But here, this finished in 2003. Long, again, long before there's ever a thing, this is, which is common sense. Anybody with a brain would know this to be what the case was going to be anyway. But there you have it in living color. What a great show. <laughs> Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. Yeah. So many people that are listening to this will have no idea what I'm talking about because they're older. Look it up. No. Google it. <laughs> a lot of them wouldn't even like it. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> so, lastly, and we'll finish with this. And let's see. We are going to finish off on Fox News. You ain't black. What? That's rude. Bar loses customers after warning patrons will... It will not tolerate intolerance among guests about Bud Light. I've read this article. It's pretty rich. Yeah? Yeah. 
The bar noted that it has lost some of our regulars after a statement disavowing critics of Bud Light and said that we still need more customers to replace them. So, let's see. The Fairfax Bar and Grill in Indiana alienated some of his patrons after it condemned them for criticizing Bud Light's association with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Bud Light and his parent company, I know everybody knows about that, backlash. However, one venue in Bloomington, Indiana, has made headlines with contradictory message calling for, quote, open conversations about the subject, yet demanding those who disagree to leave their establishment. That is that an open conversation? Mm-mm. Is that how that works? No. Hey, man, I'd like to talk to you about something. Please leave. <laughs> what the hell is that? Quote, we are tired of all the hate. We're very open to debate and discussion, and it's truly a shame that we can't have open conversations about this important political and cultural topic. It's not important. Bars, in our opinion, exist as public spaces where people, where ideas should be exchanged. I don't think so. I think traditionally they've been where STDs have been exchanged, but whatever. The Fairfax Bar and Grill wrote in a Facebook post, Ultimately, due to all of the bigotry and the hatred that has surfaced around the Bud Light controversy, any patron wanting to voice their opinions about the issue will be immediately asked to pay their bill and leave our establishment. Now, what if it's pro-tranny, though, oh, they're, they're on good. the subject? But they, they didn't clarify that, though. But they, they're good. So, like, I love Bud Light. So, you, you can stay. So, if you're, if you're pro-tranny, do you get a half, half or 50% yeah. discount? <laughs> Let's call them and ask. We should call them. <laughs> Go for it. <clears throat> don't look it up. <laughs> I'll call. Go ahead. We, we can hook up to this. We can try it. They close at 9.30? It says closes soon, 9.30 p.m. Well, they used to not close at 9.30 until their business tank. <laughs> so. be a gay bar. It closes at 9.30. <laughs> yeah, but the back door is always open. <laughs> right. They're all getting their shit packed and getting out of there. <laughs> <laughs> post was shared alongside an image of a similar statement saying the establishment welcomes all people, all caps. But Unless you that, disagree. Yes, yeah. but warns that those who are quote-unquote intolerant should be silent about their beliefs. We are all aware of, okay, never mind, we already covered that. That into, We will not tolerate intolerance here. I, I want to go order. I, <laughs> hey, they're, they're dealing with a lot of hate speech and people are feeling uncomfortable. The bartenders are aggravated. We had customers that were leaving. Oh, my God. Did, did, did I send you the video of the guys working around their car, and one of the guys shows up with a Bud Light, and they're like, what are you doing drinking Bud Light? He goes, you said you needed tranny fluid. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to that bar and order a tranny fluid. <clears throat> He added, we're a local dive bar in southern Indiana. There's a lot of ideas that are tossed around here. There's probably a lot of salad tossed there, too. <laughs> but I've never dealt with anything recently that was so overtly hateful. On Wednesday, the bar's Facebook page released follow-up statement on the backlash it has received. Quote, this is Rich, while the response here has been overwhelming, positive, and supportive, it's time to reiterate why we took a stand against hate speech. In the last two weeks, since sharing a post stating that we will not tolerate intolerance, our social media has been flooded with blatantly transphobic, homophobic, and racist comments. That's pretty much the whole thing. The bar's social media declared, quote, we are all inclusive and welcome all kind-hearted customers. After making that post, the comments on every single post since include hate speech (laughs) saying that transgender people are mentally ill. Biological women are being erased and showing a plethora of disgusting memes. <laughs> it later warned, hate has no place at the Fairfax. 
The bar then claimed that these more patrons replaced the clientele it has lost. Again, quote, thank you all for supporting our establishment. With the departure of some of our regulars, we have needed new clientele, and you have answered. I'm not going to lie. We still still need more of you right now. Please consider. Please continue to consider supporting us. It's going to be a great year of friendship, food, drinks, and live music. Yeah, so we got like one new clientele and lost. I guess. Yeah. So that uh, not not a smart move. Uh, throwing your lot in with a tranny. Maybe they should have kept their mouth shut. All inclusive, in, in, unless you disagree. I I don't get it. I get it. It's it's just th- it's the same thing that the, the left does across the board, dude. They're they're bullies, and uh, and and that's kind of the thing, man. Like, oh, a bar is supposed to be about over open conversation. Oh, man, I agree. But open dialogue. I mean, it's just stereotypical. Mm-hmm. That, that's all it is. Thanks everybody for listening. If you like what you heard, give us a five star review. Leave us a like, and share us with your friends, and. Subscribe to our podcast. Yes, you have to hit the subscribe button. Right. So you get yeah. notifications every Monday morning. And if you didn't like it, leave us a five-star review. And subscribe. Right. Here it comes. <laughs> Whoop, that wasn't it. <laughs> That's what they're saying at the bar. <laughs> oh. oh. I love it. That's not it either. Here we go. Try this one on for size.